Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie Murphy. And I'm your host, and I'm so happy that you're here. How are you doing? I'd like to leave a pause so that you guys can answer and I can pretend like we're talking. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. Doing all right? Some of you better than others? Okay. Well, hopefully, after this episode, you'll be feeling a little bit better than you were before we started. That's always my goal. I just want to be a little vacation from your day, just a, you know, 45 minute vacation. And hopefully that happens today. Hopefully you have a good Monday after this or whatever day you listen to this. Statistically, most of you guys are listening at Monday at 11 a.m. So that's what I'm going to go with. Anyway, today's episode I'm really excited for. I've kind of been sitting on this idea for a couple weeks. And then last week when I recorded and we talked about normalizing quitting, it like reignited this, this topic for me. So today we're talking about giving up, which is my... My favorite thing to do. (laughs) I love quitting. Uh, No, but today we're talking about things that I'm giving up. And then I asked you guys things that you're giving up. Some of them are funny. Some of them are serious. I just feel like I feel like collectively as women, we're kind of all entering a new era. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I feel like I see it in the women around me, in women on Instagram, TikTok, people who follow me, people who message me. Like we're all just kind of, we're, we're evolving. And that means that we're giving a lot of things up, leaving a lot of things behind. And I truly cannot wait to tell you some of the things that I no longer want to do. There are two like social or not social media, uh, pop culture things that are going on right now that I want to give my two cents on. But then when I wrote them down, I was like, I honestly don't even know what I think or feel. Well, I do know, but I just don't know enough details about it. And I got a review that said I don't fact check. Honestly, so fair. So fair. I do not fact check anything. I go off of vibes and vibes alone. Uh, so one of the pop culture things that I wrote down on my outline was the Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez beef. And I was like going through the things I thought about them. And I'm like, I don't even know if half of this is true. So the first thing that I was going to say is that I saw a TikTok about how Haley and Justin Bieber uh, had an arranged marriage by Hillsong that like mega church that they both belong to and that Haley Bieber or yeah, Haley. Well, before she's Bieber, Haley Baldwin was supposed to be married to Chris Pratt. And honestly, again, did not fact check. I don't even know how you would fact check that, but the vibes lined up. Okay. Haley and Justin Bieber do not seem to like each other very much. 
and they've kind of made their whole brand being like wholesome Christian married couple, uh, which is pretty bizarre. Also, I feel like it shocks everybody. Well, not everybody, but like the last four people I've talked to about this, that Haley Baldwin Bieber is not Alec Baldwin's daughter. She is Steve Baldwin's daughter. She is Alec Baldwin's niece. Steve, as some of us may remember, is Barney Rubble in the Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas, which I know is a deep cut, but is also shamefully one of my favorite movies. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Haley and Justin Bieber, weird vibes. I think that in pop culture, people love a love a black and white story. You know, they love Selena good, Haley bad, Justin caught in the middle. Like it's very easy to uh, make things look that way. My personal, personal, personal opinion this does not have to be your opinion. I just am not, I don't find my, I don't fancy myself a Selena fan. Um, when that stuff came out about her beefing with her best friend who gave her a kidney, that rubbed me wrong. That was weird. Her documentary, I don't know. I feel like that was a weird time for her. And I feel like a lot of stuff was coming out. I'm not saying she's like a bad person or anything. I'm sure she's super nice. I'm just saying like, I, I just don't, I don't look at the situation between Haley and Selena and think like, oh my gosh, Selena is like the most perfect pillar of kindness ever. And Haley is such a mean girl. I just think that Haley needs a better PR team. Like she seems like she's like not good at being famous because I feel like stuff like this happens to her all the time. So Haley, if you need a new PR person, I was going to volunteer myself, but uh, I don't think that that would work. But I think that maybe, maybe it's time to reevaluate how, how your PR team is handling stuff like this. Also, Kylie Jenner, who was involved in all all of this, like, you know, online bullying, quote unquote thing. She really let, she really left Haley, not let, left, left Haley out in the cold. I mean, she just, she just let it rip and then has had nothing to do with her publicly since then. Uh, so that is a bummer, bummer all around. Hate to see women fighting hate to see women fighting, especially when it seems to be, I mean, when the, you know, public decides that it's over a boy. Gross. All right. Next thing that's going on in pop culture is the Vanderpump rules drama. I regrettably am not a Vanderpump rules watcher. Uh, but I do know that the bottom line is that one of the guys, I mean, it's easy because they're both named Tom, so I can't even tell you which, which Tom it is, but Tom cheated on his girlfriend of nine years with her best friend and her and the his girlfriend f- found out because she found videos of said best friend on his phone doing inappropriate things. That has got to be, oh my gosh, can you even imagine? Is there a worse way to find out? I'm, I'm sure there is, but let's not, let's not go over those ways because this is pretty bad. Finding an inappropriate video of your best friend on your husband or long-term boyfriend's phone. Yowza. Uh, but Vanderpump rules, man. I mean, they do not have a shortage of drama. I think it's like a genius. I, I love like the science behind reality TV and what makes a reality TV show super popular, especially long-term. Like that's like housewives. Like the science behind housewives is, oh, it's incredible. I, I love stuff like that. And Vanderpump Rules really tapped into a long term. I think I, I was reading something because I was trying to figure out the drama because I don't know a lot about it. Uh, but I do know that it's been relevant for a long time. And they've got a lot of a lot of uh, reality TV talent on there. So I need to I need to give Vanderpump Rules a fair shot. 
All right. So those are just the two things that were going on in the world. There's a lot more important things going on in the world, but you know, we're keeping it light around here. Patreon. Let's talk about Patreon. So I now have a Patreon. Just going to remind you guys in every episode because I want to. We are currently doing Chick Flick Madness over there. And you can get the bracket and vote when you join tier two. There's going to be an episode. I mean, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, the Chick Flick Madness episode will be up on Patreon. And then the next Patreon episode will be an Oscars recap. So we're kind of doing like movie vibes this March on Patreon. So I'll post those on my Instagram. You can join, come hang out. When you join tier two, you also get to be a part of the private Instagram, which is very fun. And merch, new merch in the Dear Media store. Funny for a girl, strong for a girl, smart for a girl. All of those things are now available on crewnecks and mugs in the Dear Media store. All right. Those were the only announcements that I had. And now I'm winded. Like I think I'm sitting in a position. That's the kind of shape I'm in. Sometimes I sit in a position and it gets me winded. So maybe I need to readjust. No, that sounds harder. Now it's time to talk about things that I am giving up. Because you know what? Some stuff is just, it's too heavy. It's too heavy to carry. I don't want it in my backpack anymore. And I got to put it down. The first thing I'm giving up is huge and also kind of like, it's being talked about a lot right now. So I don't think this will surprise anybody. I have talked about it on the podcast. I've seen a bajillion TikToks about it. So I don't want it to come across like I think I invented the concept of giving up true crime. So many of us are now moving out of our true crime eras because it is hard. It is the it is not an addition to my life that brings me anything positive at all. Like zero. I've never listened to true crime and felt like, oh yeah, that was a good thing to add into my day. And it just started to weird me out. Again, I I know a lot of people are talking about this. When I realized, I was like driving to work one day and I'm listening to a story that happened two months ago about a girl who went missing and how her family is still looking for her and all. And I'm like, this is my, this is my entertainment. Really? Like, this is barbaric. This is an insane hobby to have to just in my free time, listen to ways women have been murdered. It's bizarre when you think about it that way. I went through a phase in probably 2017 where, or no, it was maybe a little bit later because I was in, and maybe I've said this before, but I was in aesthetic school. So I was like working down in the spa and I was, I would like do like laundry for like towels or something in the spa for hours And I would just listen to, I would listen to Sword and Scale, which is perhaps one of like the darkest and most graphic true crime podcasts out there. And I also hate the host. He's like such a, such a douche Lord, but he, uh, or I would just listen to these episodes all day, every day. I would not sleep. I would like, I I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would think like, oh, I can't sleep. Like I'm going to listen to something to like kind of distract me or like get me to go back to sleep. And I would literally put true crime on in my headphones. And I would like think that that was helping me fall asleep. It was just a constant thing. And I don't know. I used to think that my anxiety was calmed the more information that I had. So I would think to myself, well, like I'm really anxious about something bad happening, something tragic happening. And 
if I listen to true crime, I can be more prepared for it or I can know more about it or I can at least understand, uh, you know, the process of things or what to look out for or all this stuff. I, why did it not cross my tiny little pea brain that listening to these things was making me more scared of them? Like what kind of logic was I giving myself that the more I listened to, the better I felt? Sorry. No, it's just, I don't know. True crime is I'm, I'm done with it in basically every way. And like, I listen to some podcasts that do deep dives. Like I listen to that time suck podcast and they do, or, and he does true crime deep dives. Very, very rarely will I, first of all, listen to them. Second of all, he usually does like historic true crime things. So he'll do like, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of one things that happened in like the, you know, like what's her face. Who's the lady who took an ax to her family? (laughs) Why can't I remember her name? Lady who I won't tell you guys what I'm Googling because it is kind of graphic. And now I'm talking about how you shouldn't consume graphic things. Lizzie Borden, Lizzie Borden, which happened, I don't know, in the 1800s. It was like the late 1800s that that happened. So things that are historic that are like super in the past. But when I listen to like recent true crime things and it's like, yeah, three months ago, you know, Ashley went missing. I'm like, what? That family is still so deep in their grief and I'm just listening to it in the Starbucks drive through. No, it's 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 all around just icky vibes. And I'm I'm giving it up probably forever. I can't see a time where I will want to be entertained by that shit ever again. OK, the next thing I'm giving up, <laughs> I am giving up thinking that it's unique that I love good food like I have strongly identified (laughs) with this part of myself that like I'm into food. Like I, I have told myself that it is like a very unique thing about me. Like, Oh, I, (laughs) I worked in a restaurant. I watch Anthony Bourdain. I, you know, I travel for the food. I know all these celebrity chefs. I love David Chang and like all these things. And I'm now realizing that the vast majority of the population really loves food. <laughs> it's not, it's actually more unique when people are like kind of blase about food when they're just like, yeah, I don't really care where we eat or what we eat like that. Those people should feel really unique. Not me. Like I, I, for so many years I've been like, oh, I'm like, I can pick a good restaurant. Like I know what good food is. And then every time I like go out with people and they pick the restaurant, I'm like, oh, they also care that we eat good food. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. And I like feel like it's a threat to my identity (laughs) when other people care about food. So I'm giving this up. I'm giving up thinking that it's unique, that I enjoy food. Like, I just think that it's the most normal thing. We all want good restaurant recommendations. We all care about what we order. The majority of us love, you know, we're, we're trying to get multiple things. We're just, like, I used to be like, well, I'm the kind of girl when I go out, like I want appetizers and a meal and dessert. Like, yeah, that's called going to dinner with your friends. Like we're all doing that. So I'm giving that up. Okay. Giving up that part of my identity. It just, we're all the same. All right. The next thing I'm giving up is kind of hypocritical because I know that I have done this so much 
And that is the problem with having a podcast, (laughs) okay, is that all of my old opinions are still out there floating around on the internet. All of the things I used to think or used to say, those are out there. So if any of you guys listen to old episodes, you're going to hear me talk about that and think like, oh, she just talked about that in a new episode. Maybe she doesn't realize that she used to do that. No, I realize it. Okay. I know that I am so guilty of this thing. And the thing that I'm talking about and the thing I'm giving up is therapy speak. Okay. The more I kind of move away from the healing part of my life, like I spent a good chunk of last year, like really deep in like, you know, healing things, you know, whatever, whatever avenue that looked like, I usually took it. Like if it was suggested to me, you know, energy work, (laughs) acupuncture, therapy, all of those things. Like, I feel like I did a lot last year to incorporate healing into my life because I had gone through something really hard. My life was changing a lot and I didn't know what to do. And now that I've kind of moved past that, I hope I'm explaining this right, by the way, because all of these things that I'm giving up, if you are incorporating them into your life and you love them, please like, don't listen to me. This is just, you know, I'm just talking about things that I don't feel like benefit my life anymore. And when I say therapy speak, I mean, I think the majority of us know what I'm talking about, but it's things like, it's like buzzwords, like therapy buzzwords. So I mean, boundaries is one. We talk about boundaries all the time on the, on the podcast. I'm not saying like, I'm never going to say that word again, but you know, boundaries projecting, uh, like, I feel like safe is one, like a safe person, like, you know, emotionally unsafe or emotionally safe or, I'm trying to think of other ones. Let me, I'm going to look this up because I, I feel like there's, I feel like there's so many and I should have written them down. Holding space, holding space, grounding yourself, feel your feelings, be more mindful. Like all, all of those things that I think sometimes become meaningless when we talk about them as much as we do. I love that we're all talking about therapy and mental health and there's like a way to do it that is super helpful. For me personally, I get so lost in like the semantics of therapy that I'm like, sometimes I'll I'll have a conversation with somebody and I'll be like, what am I even talking about right now? Like what does holding space even mean? What does that even mean for me? Like I I just it's not benefiting me anymore to talk like that or to think like that or to insist that other people talk to me like that. Like uh, it's just it's not it's just not it's not doing it for me anymore. And it did for a really long time. But now that I'm moving forward, I'm like, okay, all of those words have kind of lost their meaning for me. I used them ad nauseum last year and now I want to move forward with like real language and it kind of goes into this concept of like pop psychology about how, you know, so many of us think that every person who we don't get along with is toxic. We think every person who's rude is a narcissist. We think that everything we didn't like that happened to us is PTSD. The bummer is that those things are all real. And when we overuse them, they lose their meaning and then they don't carry the weight that they should when people really need to use them. Like when somebody is genuinely a narcissist and you have to deal with that. Having everybody around you say that everyone is a narcissist, like that is not helpful. So I hope as I'm talking about this, it doesn't sound like I'm anti, you know, words or anti like that. I'm not against people being narcissists. I'm not saying it's fake. I'm just saying that we have all overused all of these words 
that they're just gibberish to me now. And I've said them so much on the podcast and I'm sure I will continue to say them, but I'm trying to move away from, from just categorizing things because they, they, they feel like that's what I should call them. Does that make sense? I hope, I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. I feel like you get me every now and then I start explaining things and I'm like, they get me. I don't need to explain. So I'm giving up therapy speak. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Dipsy. What is your love language? How do you feel the most appreciated, the most loved, the most sexy, the most turned on? What really does it for you? Is it physical touch? Is it quality time? Whatever it is, Dipsy has invented a whole new love language with sexy stories for whatever mood you're in. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. So you can listen to stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation blings, hot and heavy hookups. I'm learning as I get older and I consume, you know, more sexy content. I love an enemies to lovers. That's kind of my trope that I'm really into these days. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They have something for everybody. So if you're not wanting to do the sexy audio stories, they also have sleep stories. They have wellness sessions. And if you want to read, they have sexy stories that you can read on the app. I know so many of you out there listening are into slutty literature. That is what Dipsy is giving. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. So for listeners of The Bad Broadcast, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash bad. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash bad. Once again, that is dipsystories.com slash bad. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Seed. So if you didn't know this by now, which if you've listened to the podcast, you know this by now. I have had to put some serious effort into taking care of my gut. I have some tummy problems, as they as they say. But it turns out everything we think we know about gut health and probiotics and all that jazz might be a little bit wrong. But the good news is that Seeds DS1 Daily Symbiotic is the real deal. It's got none of the like weird filler stuff that the majority of probiotics have. So what is the daily symbiotic? It's a broad spectrum two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic, and it's formulated for digestive, gut immune, and additional systemic benefits. It's designed with a capsule in capsule so that it can be protected against stomach acid and digestion enzymes and bile salts so that it can get where it needs to go. Because if you have only got one capsule, sometimes that one won't make it all the way to the end of, you know, your colon. So you need an extra layer of protection to make sure all the good stuff is getting to its final destination. If you've taken a probiotic before and you never felt the difference, it's probably because the good bacteria didn't reach the GI tract. Seed is designed differently and that's why it works. It supports your gut, of course, for things like ease of bloating, healthy regularity, ease of evacuation, but it also supports things like skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. So start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com bad and use the code bad to redeem 20% off of your first month of Seed's DS1 Daily Symbiotic. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Next thing I'm giving up is the most hypocritical thing I've ever said. I hope if nothing else, you guys know that I'm I am genuinely not afraid of being very wrong. And here is something that I'm very wrong about because cow's milk is delicious. It is delicious. And I have roasted people who drink cow milk into oblivion for years of my life. And to be honest, I don't even know why. I don't even know why. Plant-based milk got popular and I thought that I, like, I feel like I, I convinced myself I had issues like digesting dairy. No, I don't. I literally don't. I've never had a problem digesting dairy. It has never been an issue for me. Why did I make this such a core piece of myself? I don't know. So I bought coffee or sorry, I bought cream, like cow full fat cream. And I've been putting it in my coffee. Oh my. I have never had such a treat. It is so good. And I want to formally apologize to everybody. I think I'm pretty sure it was like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, when I said that drinking cow milk is disgusting. I mean, I still, okay, I still would not drink a glass of milk. Don't get me wrong. But using full or like full dairy, real dairy milk, delicious. Also, the way that like oat milk and almond milk separates in coffee, it, doesn't feel right. It feels against nature. It does not feel like something that we should we should be doing. Okay. I have a really long list, so I'm going to try to do these a little bit faster. Uh the next thing I'm giving up. I'm giving up uh body discussions. I'm giving up like following body positive things. Uh I think they're super helpful and wherever you are in your like body love journey, please consume whatever content makes you feel good. For me, uh, it it kind of makes me linger on things that maybe aren't a problem. Like when I follow so many like body positive or body neutral or just like discussing bodies, I tend to sit in the muck of of like body insecurities. I gotta I gotta get moving. I gotta not let my my body or the way I see my body get me down. And I feel that sometimes I can get into that rut. So I'm like not doing it anymore. I'm not gonna like talk about it, think about it, follow people who do, consume that. I just, I am going to exist in this little, uh, you know, soul room that I walk around in and just let it be that. Just let it be where, you know, my personality is stored. doesn't really matter. I'm not really thinking about my body anymore. Just kind of done, done with it. Okay. The next thing I'm giving up, I am giving up doing everything and not... <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean like I'm never going to do anything ever again, although I do kind of wish that's what I meant. But I saw this video where this guy said, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And true, true. I feel that deep in my soul. 
with the podcast stuff, I'm always like, well, I got to do this. I got to have that, 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 that. I got to do live shows. I got to do video. video. I got to do this. I have to do this. All. No, I don't. I don't. I would love to. And I would love to do each thing. And I would love to do a good job at them. But I can't do everything. I especially can't do everything all at once. So I can do anything and you can do anything, but we can't all do everything. So I'm just going to take it one thing at a time. I'm going to do one thing. I can do one one project or one you know new avenue, but I don't have to do all of them. So I'm giving up the concept of doing everything. Uh, next thing I'm giving up, I'm giving up nap guilt. I love to nap. I love to nap. Sometimes I take a melatonin in the middle of the day just to help me nap because that's how much I love it. And I get ready for my naps. Okay. Like I put pajamas on, I wash my face, brush my teeth. I get my eye mask. I take a melatonin. Like I love a nap and I feel like naps are sometimes equated with lazy and we're not having that. Okay. I like to nap. It brings me joy. It breaks up my day a little bit and I will not feel guilt about it ever again. Next thing I'm giving up, which I don't really have control over and I can't really give it up. But if I could, if I had literally any say in this, I'm giving up winter. I'm giving it up. I, I'm sorry to talk about the weather. I know this is like such a snooze, but you guys, if any of you guys living, I I'm in Utah. I know a lot of you guys are in Utah, like Arizona girlies. I don't want to hear about it. Okay. And Southern California girls, you better pretend like you never heard me say this because I can't handle the fact that you guys live in nice weather. I have been a winter lover my whole life. Okay. I have always loved winter. I thought it was very quirky of me. Okay. I thought it was very cool, very chic that I loved winter. Now, when I wake up in the morning and there's a new level or there's a new layer of frost on everything, it takes everything in me not to cry. Everything. Like I just got the chills thinking about it because the the concept, like I've been so cold for so many months. And like, I, I told my whole family, I'm like, listen, you guys, when summer rolls around, I know I've complained about summer a lot in my life. That's another thing I'm giving up complaining about summer. <laughs> That's not going to last. July is going to roll around. I'm going to do a whole episode about how much I hate sweating, but I, oh gosh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. I told my family. I'm like, okay, this summer I'll plan everything. I'll plan every summer activity. We can be outside all day, every day. I don't care. I will literally live outside in the warmth because that's how deeply I hate this weather. I hate the cold. I hate the winter. I never wanted to come back. I, I don't know what to do about it, but I'm giving it up. I'm giving it up. You can have it back. I don't want it. Okay. Uh, next thing I'm giving up, I'm giving up sleeping anywhere other than my own bed. I don't want to sleepovers. I don't, I don't want to sleep at somebody's house. I don't want to accidentally fall asleep there. I don't want to get in a situation where I don't have my car and I can't leave. I will only be sleeping in my bed with my pillow and my blanket and my skincare routine and my white noise machine and my eye mask. I will only ever be doing that. I am putting my foot down. I don't care how fun it sounds to have a sleepover. I I don't care how tired I am. I don't care, you know, how good the date was, if you know what I mean. Uh, but I will not be sleeping anywhere but my own bed. Okay. Uh, the next thing I'm giving up is millennial shame. I'm giving up feeling ashamed that I'm a millennial. I, I actually gave this up like a while ago. People love to, what's, what's our, what did we do? What did we do except listen to awesome 
music and wear cap sleeves. What did we do to everybody? Why do we deserve to be roasted the way that we are? I think that we have great taste. We have, you know, our culture is beautiful. Millennial culture deserves to be celebrated. Things that are millennial culture to me are like late 2000s, like like between 2007 and 2010 rap music. That is like peak millennial culture, like Cyclone, Low, Grills. Grills is a little bit earlier. Things like that. Mech, Jeans, uh, Feathers in Your Hair, Hollister, like before they were inclusive, all of that. Like that is a, that, what a gorgeous culture we are a part of, you know? And I'm just like, I'm hoping that the roasting is playful and that we are not looked at like boomers. Is that rude of me to to say that about another generation as I'm hoping that people will be nice to my generation? Anyway, I'm just proud to be a millennial. Okay. 1993 forever. This episode of the Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Squarespace. All right. If you want to run a business these days, you need a website. I hate to be the one to break it to you, but you need a website. If you're running a business, if you want to start a business, if you want to start a blog, if you want to start an online diary that only you read, Squarespace is the place to do it. I avoided getting a website for a very long time because I don't understand anything that has basically anything to do with computers. But then somebody suggested that I use Squarespace. I looked it up. I figured it out. And bam, she has a website. Squarespace has absolutely everything you need, whether you're doing e-commerce or just connecting with an audience. You can have all of the different tools that you need. You can connect all of your social media accounts so you can automatically push website content to your favorite social media channels so your followers can share it too. You own all of the content that you put on the Squarespace platform and you can grow and engage your audience with things like Squarespace's email campaigns. You can create powerful content that matches your website with your existing products. And on top of that, Squarespace has everything you need to sell absolutely anything. They have the tools you need to get your business off the ground, including e-commerce templates, inventory management, simple checkout processes, and secure payments. So whatever you sell, Squarespace has merchandising features to make sure your products look their best online. So head over to squarespace.com slash bad for a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, you can use my offer code bad to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain. What's up, everyone? I'm Sheena Shea. You may know me from nine seasons of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, but I'm here to tell you about my podcast called Shenanigans. We talk about everything from reality TV, pop culture, relationships, parenting, and invite you to join the conversations with Q&A sessions where nothing is off the table. There's so much more I want to share with you. Thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe to Shenanigans to stay up to date with new episodes every Friday. Next thing that I'm giving up. This one might be controversial. I'm giving up tampons. And while we're at it, I'm giving up undies. I don't want either of those. (laughs) I just want to let her breathe. Okay. I don't like the feeling of tampons. First of all, pulling out a dry tampon is the most, the most unique form of torture. Like, you know, when it's the last day of your period and you're like, I don't know, am I going to bleed? Am I not? So you stick it in. And then when you pull it out and it's that, oh, it's so painful. 
It's so painful. I can't even think about it. It makes me dry heave. So I'm not using tampons anymore. There are many other, many other things to use. Okay. A cup, a pad, whatever it might be. I prefer, I mean, I know you guys are probably curious. I like those disc things. The, the, I'll, I'll put a picture up on my Instagram if somebody reminds me. Sorry that I always have to be reminded. I'm just stupid. But I like those discs, discs, the menstrual discs. Uh, those are nice. I also, sorry, I like a pad. Sue me. Sue me. Why don't you? So yeah. Then the next thing I said is undies. Obviously, I'm, if I'm on my period, I wear underwear. Okay. I'm not a psychopath. Or if I wear jeans, jeans and period. Those are the only two times that I will ever put panties on my body. I don't like them. I don't want to deal with them. I don't like the look. I always have VPL visible panty line, no matter what underwear I wear. And I just, I, I can't do it. They're too tight. I feel like it makes my vulva sad. I actually went to the gynecologist today. Shout out to, there was a couple of people who said hi to me at the gynecologist's office. And I think I got a little shy because I was at the gynecologist's office, but I was still so happy that you guys said hi. So if you're listening to this, please know that I was very happy that you said hi. I just, you know, it's a little vulnerable. I just had my vagina gazed into. But where was I going with this? Oh, <laughs> I was talking to my gynecologist about it. And she was like, yeah, you know, when yoga pants came out, yeast infections went way up. And I'm like, oh my, it's because like, it's all just, we're just, it's all in there. You know, it's just festering. It's just fermenting in there. And it just reaffirmed that I no longer want to wear underwear. I wasn't wearing a lot of underwear before, but uh, yep, giving it up. All right. The next thing I'm giving up is any event or outing that sounds even 1% not fun. Even one. If it doesn't sound 1 million percent fun, I don't want to go. Why would I do that? I can't think of any reason. So there's that. If the event doesn't sound like it's going to blow my mind, I'm not going anymore or I'm not going. Okay. The next thing I'm giving up is hating golf controversial one here because you may think that this is for the boys. It's not. It's because of my hatred of winter. This has now fueled my desire to drive around on a green golf course, sipping a fun little drink in a little tiny skirt. Okay. My sisters-in-law told me about this. And I think I have friends, I have friends who do this too, that like their husband will go golf and they'll sit in the golf cart and they'll like make a little snack They'll wear a cute little golf girly outfit and have a fun cold beverage. Okay, I can get behind that. Who cares about the sport? I'm going for the aesthetic and the weather and the snacks. Okay, and it seems like golf is maybe a great combo of all of those. Okay, the next thing I'm giving up. Oh, I'm giving up loving caffeine. I'm not giving up caffeine because I do like a morning coffee, but I have been the person for a really long time that's like, oh my gosh, I need caffeine. Like I need caffeine to function. But then I started working out. I told you guys I started going to burn boot camp. I started drinking pre-workout and I honestly think it like has, has ruined me in every way. No, I'm, I'm joking. But when I take it or when I drink it, I yawn my whole workout. Like if I drink too much caffeine, it makes me yawn. I know what everybody's thinking. It's because of ADHD. So it's like when you take too much caffeine, it actually like overfills you and it makes you tired. I've heard about that too. So 
I will be drinking moderate amounts of caffeine and honestly not even needing it because, you know, I would rather what I would rather do is get is focus on sleeping really, really, really soundly so that I don't wake up and need caffeine. So I should say not I should have changed that to needing caffeine, not loving caffeine. I'm giving up the need for caffeine. Still like it, still enjoy it, still, you know, can can use it. But the need for like intense amounts of caffeine, like, oh my gosh, I look back on my early 20s and I think about the caffeine consumption and I am ill. I mean, I used to take pre-workout in the morning. I'd have an energy drink at night. Like I was drinking so much and like artificial caffeine. Like it was like a like chemicals. It was like a battery. Like it cannot be good for you. Sorry. I know I'm I'm trash talking people who drink fake caffeine. And I'm really sorry as I talked about drinking pre-workout, but it just has started to freak me out. So I have tried to lower my caffeine intake. It also makes me just so anxious. Oh my gosh. Like, do you ever take a bunch of caffeine and then you're sitting in your car and you like start really worrying about like something that happened in high school and you're like, oh, I bet something, I bet this is, you know, I'm thinking this because something happened and now I got to fix this. And, and then you remember that you had 250 milligrams of blue powdered caffeine that is probably flavored with like, I don't know, like, like motor coolant. Um, yeah. Then, then you realize that that's why you're feeling so anxious. So I, uh, yep. Checking that off my list. I don't need caffeine anymore. I can enjoy a coffee and not need to drink pre-workout and Red Bulls and monsters. Uh, the next thing I'm giving up is a mature sense of humor. I don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't care that literally the funniest thing in the world to me and something that makes me laugh every time are those videos where they're like, he is literally hitting the gritty at the grocery store. <laughs> I laugh every time and I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about highbrow humor anymore. I just want to giggle. I just want to giggle if it's farts, if it's poop jokes, if it's, you know, memes with SpongeBob on them, I will laugh and I will love it. Uh, The next thing I am giving up, letting my apartment get so messy and then saying, oh, I'm going to do like a deep clean day. I'm going to dedicate a whole day to deep cleaning because unfortunately I have learned that if you just clean for like 10 minutes in the morning, you don't really have to do a deep clean day. Like I've had to come to the realization that like, I'm going to have to do a little bit of laundry and a little bit of dishes every single day. Like, and I've just had to say that that is what I'm going to do because I let my apartment get so messy. And I just tell myself like, Oh, it'll be so fun when I get in the mood and I'll do a big deep clean day. And then the deep clean day comes around and I'm like, this is terrible. This is so much effort. And also then I have had like six days of dirty apartment and it weighs on me. It weighs on me brings the vibes so down. So I'm going to give up my deep clean days and I'm going to try and stay on top of cleaning my apartment. Stupid one. I know you guys know how much I hate when practical advice is correct. I hate it. I hate when like Pinterest ideas are right or like Pinterest quotes, you know, like anything like that. I hate, I hate it, but sometimes you just got to accept it. The next thing I'm giving up, I'm giving up being competitive just with everything. I think that I don't need to be competitive ever again. I I don't see a a use for it. Like I used to care so much, even things like board games or like playing sports or 
you know, now that I'm a little bit older, like career competitiveness, I can't think of any reason to be competitive, any good reason. It just doesn't seem like something I need in my life. Um, yeah, I'm going to give up being competitive. And the next thing, this one's kind of a, this one's a little bit more serious, but you know, I think it's a good realization. And I especially learned this, this last year of my life. Uh, I am giving up the fear of losing control because in the last year of my life, I've had absolutely no control over so many things. I have had to like deeply, uh, give up. <laughs> no, I was going to say surrender, but then I felt like that was therapy speak. But I I really have had to just kind of give up the idea that I can control anything but me, like anything at all. Not anybody close to you, not anybody anybody in your life, anybody that you work with, anybody who you feel like you can control or like you can predict what the outcome will be. You can't. You can't unfortunately. And uh, there is a lot of relief in that, a lot of relief in being able to say like, you know what, I can't control any of it. I'm not scared of it. I'm not scared of not having control over every little aspect of my life. I actually think that the need for control gave me way more anxiety than giving up that fear. So I'm vibing. I'm vibing with no control. I absolutely love it. I love letting go of that part of me. It has given me so much more like real estate in my brain to not be obsessed with controlling the outcome of things. Uh, next thing I'm giving up is almond flour. Nope. Anything made with almond flour. I don't want it unless it's a macaron. That is the only thing I want with almond flour in it. Okay. Next thing I'm giving up is staying up late. This goes into the caffeine one too, because I have tried to get really good at sleeping. <laughs> That's what I'm competitive about now is being the best sleeper ever. Uh, no, I uh, don't want to stay up late anymore. I would rather just get a really good night's sleep. I'd rather feel good the next day. I don't do anything that's going to affect my sleep. Like I, you know, again, I've mentioned it a million times, but if you guys haven't listened to the Huberman Labs episode about sleep, it changed my life. I love my nighttime routine now. I love how deep I sleep. I feel like it has improved every area of my life. And staying up late, not in the cards for me anymore. And not in a not in a way that I'm like, oh, I'm just like, I'm such a nerd. I like go to bed at 8.30. No, I just like, I don't want to be out until midnight or 1 a.m. anymore. And uh, yeah, just not, just not what I want to do. Would rather spend my time sleeping. Next thing I'm giving up is any anxiety in relationships any, any, and that's like not to be insane, but I feel like I'm at like a zero tolerance policy with it. Like if any relationship makes me feel anxious, I mean, obviously I'm not saying I'll give up the relationship at the first sign of something that gives me anxiety, but like it, it, I cannot do it. I will never, ever, ever again in my life have friendships that feel tense that I don't know if we're okay. I don't know if they're mad at me. I don't know if they're going to invite me to things. I don't know if they don't want me at things. Like I will never, ever do that. That's like some high school level stuff. It caused me so much anxiety then. I won't do it now. Next thing I'm giving up is short shorts. I want it to be summer, but I also want to wear shorts that come to my mid thigh. Okay. They can be chic. I know, I know you don't think so, but I got this pair of white shorts that are kind of like trousery and they go like to my mid thigh. If I wore a pair of short shorts 
at this age, in this, in this economy, I would be arrested. Like I think about the shorts that I wore when I was 19, 20, 21, my ass cheeks were so far out. I should not have been allowed to leave my bedroom, let alone leave the house. They were so short. They barely covered my labia. I will never, ever, ever wear short shorts ever again. Next thing I'm giving up is powder blush. This one does not fit the vibe of like, you know, giving up, I'm giving up the fear of losing control and powder blush. Uh, I just love me a liquid blush, a liquid or like a, uh, what's the word? I'm like a cream. I love a cream blush. That is what's like giving me, giving me, it feels like I'm just, I'm glowy and healthy and like I've been in the sun. Okay. I'm trying to fake like I've existed in the sun. The next thing I'm giving up is saying no just because I haven't done it before. I'm being a yes girl. Okay. I'm going to be a yes girl with new activities this summer. I'm going to do my best to try new things, to not say no out of fear. The last thing I'm saying no to, and then I'm going to uh, list some of the things that you guys told me that you're giving up. Uh, but the last thing I'm giving up is microfiber towels. If I have to touch a microfiber towel ever again, I won't make it. I won't make it. I won't be able to survive. I won't be able to survive on earth if I have to touch a micro. Literally the thought of it makes me sick. Don't, don't even make me talk about it more. I'm giving them up forever. Okay. Let's talk about what you guys submitted to me that you guys are giving up. So many of you are giving up on dating men. Honestly, kudos. Proud of you. Give up on men. Who cares? If they're not sparking joy, we don't need them. Okay. Next thing that people are giving up, people are giving up trying to be a cool girl. I love that. We talked about that in my episode with Wes, giving up the cool girl. A lot of you guys giving up dating apps, which I, you know, I'm on the apps. Actually, I shouldn't say that because I did also give up the apps. I was on them for a few weeks. I feel like it went good, but it just wasn't um, what I needed anymore. I don't know. It wasn't filling me up. It was actually making me sad a lot of the time. (laughs) So yeah, I'm with you on giving up, giving up dating apps, giving up live plants. This is something I have had to give up. I just, I'm not very good at taking care of plants, but I love the look of them. Love a fake plant. Just love a fake plant. Somebody said that they are giving up caring about dressing their kids in cute clothes. I'm so here for that. I'm so here for that. Also, kids' clothes are so expensive and I can't wrap my mind around it. Why are kids' pants the same price as adult human pants? It's literally 1% of the fabric. There's no reason for that to be the same price. You know, a lot of you guys are giving up like fitness goals or like being obsessed with your body. Again, I love, love, love that. I love this one too giving up restriction. I think that giving up restriction is so wise. And like, if you are on, you know, a journey with whatever it might be, maybe it's your body, maybe it's money, maybe it's like, I always think like, how can I add more? Like if I'm trying to eat better, I'm not going to start by saying, how can I restrict myself more? I start by saying, how can I add more into what I'm eating? That'll make me feel good. Like, how do I Uh, how do I get more into my life? Not less. That's abundance mindset, baby. A lot of you guys giving up nicotine. That's a great thing to give up. We don't 
we don't love cancer around here. Yeah. Vaping. Sorry. I'm going through these on my phone. Uh, mom guilt. Please give up the mom guilt. Moms are so cool. I don't care what type of mom you are. You're crushing it. Somebody's giving up buying spring mix, which I could not agree more with. Is there a more worthless bag of greens than a spring mix? Like there's no use for it. You can barely make a salad out of it. You can't put it in a smoothie. You can't even cook it. Like it's, it's horrible. Okay. And let's see, uh, being loyal to any job, that is a good thing to give up. Your job cares far less about you than you probably care about it. Calorie counting, another great thing to give up. TikTok, I respect it. I respect you guys that are giving up TikTok. Uh, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. She's my best friend. Romanticizing or idealizing people after only a handful of encounters. This one's really interesting. And I've noticed this a lot more with dating or I've noticed this like I've, I've just noticed it in myself now that I've been dating because I feel like we all do this, that when we don't know somebody super well, we tend to fill in the blanks on who they are and what their personality is. And we convince ourselves that they are perfect. And so we idealize this person who probably isn't the way that we've built them up to be in our head. But I've seen it especially with, yeah, like I said, with dating and guys like, oh, he's mysterious. And so he's probably this way and this way and this way. Realistically, he's probably not. He's he's probably not any of those things. But because you don't have all the information, you have filled in the blanks with best case scenario and you've convinced yourself that he's the most perfect match for you. He's not. He's not. It's just that we're idealizing after a couple of interactions. So I think that's great. Yeah. A lot of you guys giving up caffeine, expectations, and overall giving a shit what people think about you, which I just am so here for. So proud of all of you guys. Uh, normalize giving up, normalize quitting normalize leaving things behind that just have bad vibes like microfiber towels. You know what I mean? Don't need them. They're not adding anything to my life. So, oh, that felt good. I felt like I just, it felt like I had given these things up, but I had to tell you guys about them in order to actually give them up. So all of this stuff that I was carrying around, I will now be removing from my life backpack, putting it down and continuing on my way. So I hope that you guys do this. Let's all, let's all, let's do an exercise. Let's write down in our journal everything we're giving it or we're giving up and then light it on fire. Let's burn it or like flush it down the toilet. (laughs) I don't know. I live in an apartment. I can't really light anything on fire, but I can flush things. So hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully we can all feel a little bit lighter. That's my vibe lately. That's what I want this year to be. I just want it to be light. Want it to be fun and easy and healed and delicious. And I hope that you guys can experience that too. That's what we have time for today. Next week, actually, I'm not going to announce what next week's is because one, I'm not totally sure. And two, I might switch around the episodes a little bit. So I won't tell you right now, but if you go to my Instagram, you will probably be able to answer the weekly question. Those go up. I try to get them up on Tuesdays. So keep an eye out for that, for the weekly question, for anonymous submissions to subscribe, rate, review. What else? Patreon. Talked about that. I think that's everything. Follow me on Instagram. I love you. Be safe. Be kind. Be hot put down all the shit that's bringing you down. I don't care if it feels trivial. I don't care if it's almond flour. I don't care if it's the fear of, you know, disappointing people around you. 
It can be big or small. I hope you can let it go and have a wonderful, wonderful day and life. Okay. I love you so much. Did I tell you to be safe, be kind, be hot? I think I did. See you next week. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.